welcome to episode two in season two of the Robinson Ralph podcast. Hello, everybody. <coughs> Hi, everybody. You can hear us, Dave and Sam. They haven't, in fact, departed the setup at Silito Higgins. No, that was actually a joke. Yeah. A hilarious one. <laughs> yeah, based on the royal family's announcement. Um, so glad most of you uh, got that it was a joke. Shame on the few of you who don't keep up to current affairs to know that it was indeed a, a hilarious gag. Can I just say, I've had many compliments on my comparison to Prince Harry over the last few days. Um, mm. I just thought I'd mention that on the, well, on they, the airwaves. They think you look nicer than Prince Harry. No, they th- the, uh, my comparison to Prince Harry, which I've had for uh, quite a number of years now, actually. Um, You've got more hair than Prince Harry, though. I know, but it's when I've got the uh, when I've got the stubble crown and everything. On. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, the crown in my part time in my yeah. spare time, should I say? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just thought you should know that you were uh, you're sitting with royalty, basically. Well, I quite like the fact that there was one quite high profile person who was initially fooled on reading the LinkedIn post wasn't there Sam who thought you actually had left to oh, yes. set up your own um, firm yes that's right yeah I mean uh, I mean, I was tempted to play along with the game but um, who, I, who was yeah. that <laughs> nice try <laughs> oh, God, who was no, no do you think I'm stupid <laughs> it was your girlfriend wasn't it Sam <laughs> oh that yeah. oh yeah oh right I thought you were on about something else oh yes no, my. Uh, no, hang on what did you think we were on about never mind can't say that on the airwaves <laughs> um, say what he thinks okay. yeah um, my my other half uh, actually believed when her sister showed her that post that me and Dave were going into business and I got a text from her I'm sure she won't mind me saying this not that she'll be listening anyway yeah. no she knows. said um, <laughs> she said I'm very happy for you but will this benefit us financially? Yeah. Um, to which I showed Simon and Dave, and uh, together I think we concocted some kind of response which went along the lines of three laughing emojis. Yes. I mean, I think I think what was the most interesting bit about that is that your girlfriend thought you would make such a serious and potentially you know life-changing, life-changing decision, decision yeah. without, without mentioning it to her. Just notify her via LinkedIn. Via social, yeah. <laughs> well, I know in her words, actually, a few weeks ago, she said, listen, you know nothing about teaching, I know nothing about law, so yeah. it, won't, uh, it won't surprise me. That's fair enough. Okay. I don't you, know whether she was talking about her, though, or me. But you did spend the... a number of years in a school, and how long she spent in a law firm, probably not very long, so yeah. I'm going to suggest that you might know a little bit more about teaching than she knows about law. Yeah, well, that's for another day. <laughs> you can you can say when you get home. I oh, remember that time when you said this. I've got a great comeback now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, Boy, I have a lot of material to come back with now, so okay. that's fine. All right. Okay. So, um, so last week um, we discussed two pretty high-profile cases, and I think, in fairness to us, we discussed them pretty well. Yeah, we were um, excellent analyzers. If that's the word. That is the word. <laughs> we. we Analyzed it. Would it be an ally or uh, analysts? I think analysts. Yeah. Anal- analysts. Uh, anal- yeah. I've got a tiny bit of a lisp, so it might sound a bit. Analysts. <laughs> anyway, we were excellent, and it was a really informative podcast. This one so far hasn't quite lived up to the standard <laughs> no. that we set last week. Well, it takes a while to develop <laughs> yeah. the right traits. So, so this week it's going to be. You'll be pleased to know a very short. Podcast because it's it's only about one case this time, and it's, it's a case not ending yet. No, <laughs> sadly, it will continue for a bit longer. Yeah. It's um it's about one case, and uh, it's got a very small point in the case, but it's a useful point to yep. employers. The case is the Sunshine Hotel Limited trading as the Palm Court Hotel, and 
um, the claimant or the respondent as he would have been known in the EAT was Mr Goddard so um, that's the case name um, we've read the judgment again that's two weeks on the trot does someone want to talk about I don't, I don't know the facts are really important are they no I mean just the essential principle really yeah. which is that um, ordinarily there is no requirement to hold a separate investigation hearing prior to the disciplinary hearing um, that perhaps should be considered in the context of the company's policies and standard practices and, and perhaps the individual circumstances of a case might require a separate investigation hearing but there's no general rule no. and I think when um, people think about the virtual principles they think well reasonable investigation reasonable response reasonable belief well um, the disciplinary hearing is part of that investigation so it's not as if the disciplinary hearing is this sort of separate step within the disciplinary process it's just part of the investigation yeah. at the end of which the decision maker confirms their their opinion yeah I think most a lot of employers will have a separate investigation meeting won't they but I suppose well, this larger case, employers will have that set up yeah. in the process certainly yeah. yeah and I think it's I suppose it's another another reason if you have that in your policies to make sure that I mean, if you have, it's probably too late by now, but to make sure your, your policies aren't contractually binding. Very few yeah. are, but, um, yeah, it may well be that with, with l less complex cases, you don't actually have the investigation meeting restricted to the disciplinary, and as long as the investigation is done prior to the decision being made, um, this case helpfully confirms that there's no flaw in the procedure by not having um, had an investigatory meeting. And tribunals will, of course, bear in mind the size of the company and... The, you know, whether there's a, an HR support um, function in the company in deciding whether or not the procedure that's been followed, whether or not the investigation was, was reasonable. Mm. Yeah. Sam, yeah. do you want to add anything? If you, or are you just going to sit there like a lemon? <laughs> well, to be quite, I mean, I think you've covered off the, the nuts and bolts of the case. I mean, there was one bit that I read um, directly from the judgment, um, and it's on a slightly slightly related matter, but yeah. uh, and I'm sure everybody knows this already. Um, I'm just going to read this word for word so you can understand the context that I'm coming from. Um, in this particular decision, the judge said, um, it is not enough that the employee is told simply that a particular act of misconduct is alleged. Enough of the basis of the allegation has to be conveyed to the employee for the employee to be able to prepare to meet the allegation effectively at the disciplinary hearing. Now, obviously, that might sound like common sense, but uh, without uh, naming names, you know, you do, you do see some documents that are sent to you as part of the tribunal process in terms of general case management, and uh, it's surprising how f little detail some some companies or some uh, you know some individuals go into in terms of setting out allegations. So, um, you know, if anybody is thinking, can I narrow down or uh, you know restrict? The scope of these allegations, this uh, extract from the from the judgment would suggest that you should give as much information as possible um, to allow the employee to meet all that they can in terms of the allegation. Yeah, I'd say it's now. I think that's a, a, a good point. You've got to give the employee sufficient information and sufficient evidence to answer the case against them, and being as clear and detailed as possible um, can only help there. I think that's right, but you also don't want to make the charges too wordy, do you? You would have you have, keep trying to keep the charges as as straightforward as possible. So you're only trying to prove one thing per charge. So you wouldn't say, for example, 
you on the on the seventh of January, twenty twenty, you're alleged to have punched Bob in the face, in the street, in front of witnesses, thus bringing the company into disrepute, and therefore we've lost all trust and confidence in you. You don't need to charge that that complicated. You just say charge with violence against Bob on whatever date. You don't need to make it really wordy and give yourself other various bits to prove like there was lost trust and confidence or there was damage to reputation. That would be implied in, the, in, the, in that charge, I think. Yeah. And as long as the invite letter makes it clear what the potential sanction is at the end of the hearing, give them the right to be accompanied and they've got all the evidence you're going to rely on. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I suppose the risk is if you're too specific in the allegation as well, actually coming out of the disciplinary hearing, perhaps the employee's conduct that you might be able to reasonably find doesn't quite fit the charge, mm. uh, you might have to go back and have a further hearing in order to put that perhaps quite different allegation to the, the employee. Otherwise, you risk finding of unfair dismissal because the reason for which the employee was dismissed has not actually been put to them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's always the key, isn't it? Put to the employee words. Put some words forward. Definitely Just any words. words. Um, um, subject to the duty to make reasonable adjustments. I, I think, and I'm open to be persuaded by this, but I, I think that you should put words in the right order. Sam, thoughts? It's always a good idea. Yeah. It's not guaranteed that that will take place, obviously. Uh, but my words ever go in the right order, but... <laughs> yeah. Your notes go in the right order, though, don't they? Do they? Do they? I'm asking song, you, Dave. Song notes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a beautiful singer, actually. It's surprising. Okay, are you really? Not many people appreciate it. Can that. you sing? No. Oh. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Juliet, can, I can sing. Juliet, she sat here today watching and enjoying this. I can sing, can't I? Juliet. Yeah, what's your favourite rendition of mine that I sing, <laughs> Juliet? Uh, I, I only can't sing it because of copyright, otherwise I would. Going strong? No. Like I'm good baby at, shark. I'm good at baby shark. I'm good at James sit down, aren't I? Yeah. Um, I thought G James. Do you mean James sit down? That's what I said. I thought that was like a spin off to Good Morning Britain. That <laughs> GM sit down. I thought that's what you said. No. So so there's there's um, GM sit down, which is good. I'm also Ave Maria. No. Um, yeah. Ave Maria. Yeah. Sing it better than the big duck. I'm, I'm Juliet says to me, you sing better than that big duck. Mm. So. So Interesting. You can sing yeah. Yeah. Well, you all find out next week whether I can sing. Oh, that's right. Where is thing? What day is that? It's next Saturday. Oh. So oh, yeah. you'll find so out whether I can sing or not. What do you play in it? Um, <laughs> I play a uh, a Taylor Stroke communist. Excellent. Um, which is always a good combination for a musical, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. So next week we'll be discussing political positions, communism versus fascism. Oh, in, the, in, the, in the context of musical theatre. And you are singing theater. in it, are you? Yes, I am singing in it, yes. Right, give us a... No, because I'm full of cold if uh, the listeners aren't established already. Oh, and it would, be, it would be an assault on your senses if I was to sing something for you now. And have you booked us good seats? I've booked you what's left. Do you actually want to come on quite a busy night? Um, oh, so No, don't worry. You, don't worry. You, you'll, have a, you'll have a decent view. Um, and then Sam... if... If Sam was going to assault anything of yours, would you would you rather it was your senses or something else? What's the alternative? Body. Uh, Have you seen me, Dave? Do I look like <laughs> the sort of person who could assault anybody? Um, I mean, it's a podcast. We can build up any sort of image that we want. It depends what sense. Yeah, but I'm sure the I image... Mean, I wouldn't want to see him stood naked at the end of my bed. Oh, okay. I wouldn't want to see that either, to be yeah. honest. No. <laughs> Juliet, thoughts? And I do have a mirror at the end of my bed. Why? 
Because like, the wardrobe's at the end of my bed. Yeah, and they've you got, like, should a bit never of a... have mirrors at the end of your bed. Do you not watch any horror films? Stuff happens in mirrors. One day your reflection won't move at the same time as you, or there'll be the devil or something. Well, do what I want. Fine. Well, <laughs> listen, if you get possessed and taken to hell, don't come crying to us. Yeah. Ooh, well, I won't be able to, because I'll be in hell, won't I? Do you know what? I'm beginning to wish you were, because this is, this is just a cavalier <laughs> attitude to your own soul. <laughs> Julia, what yeah. do we, we don't like mirrors, do we? No. Because mirrors... Correct. Mirrors are scary. So if you take nothing away from today, know that mirrors are scary. Yeah, and the devil lives in them. Yeah. Apparently. Right. Factually. <laughs> um, all right. On that bombshell. Bye. We hope you were informed. Bye. Ta-ta.